Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 20, what is the day? The 23rd day of January. Got a great show with you for tonight. Uh, going to talk to uh, the Titans flagship uh, station, uh, Rich Ferris, returning guest here. Going to get his opinion and take on this Brian Callahan hiring here. That was who uh, Rich wanted the Titans to hire. Uh, Brian Callahan, offense coordinator for Cincinnati Bengals, has uh, accepted the job to become the Tennessee Titans head coach. Going to get Rich's thoughts on that now that the hire has been made, plus Adrian Griffin uh, was fired from the um, Adrian Griffin was fired from the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll talk about that after the short break here, Pickles, and uh, also uh, Brad Holmes. Listen, this guy does not get the credit he deserves. Uh, Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions, looking over the what what accomplishments that he has gotten in this short period. Of, uh, uh, of of time here since taking over the Lions in 2021. They are in the NFC Championship game this weekend, playing for the Super Bowl. Going to talk about all that and more. Stand by. Go ahead, or go ahead and take our first and only break. I'll be back here in 49 seconds. We'll hit the ground running here on Sportscope. Hello, SportsCo followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and SportsCope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then. Now I'm back here, trying to get my screen here situated. Uh, okay. Yeah, so Adrian Griffin, I mean, we're talking 30 and 13, uh, 43 games out of an 82 game season. Uh, Bucks decided to fire him. Listen, uh, I was reading this Sham Sharamia, a really good porter for the athletic, uh, ha had a good piece on this and all the uh, intricates of, of what happened here going back to October. Uh, listen, they had an assistant totally just stepped down. And I think his name was Terry Scott's here. Stepped down back in October before the season even started here. Uh, just a very rough, bumpy start here for the first-year coach, Adrian Griffin, on Tuesdays, what he says. Uh, it was born out of months. This is from The Athletic. Of underwhelming play with internal concerns, growing about the severe decline of the once elite defense, flawed use of newcomer Damon Lillard, long franchise Giannis Antetokounmpo. Listen, this team was the first in defense, and now I want to say they're 27. Okay. Uh, when you take a job like this, I, I, I've used the Terry Francona analogy, uh, Grady Little, when he was fired back in 2003, after the 2003 season with the Boston Red Sox, they had already got to the uh, the ALCS there and got put out. Uh, it was kind of a choke job there. Left in Pedro Martinez too long. Uh, Boston goes on, loses that series to the Yankees. So Terry Francona hired, and everybody was saying the same thing, and I was thinking, yeah, you're here to win the world. This team's already got to the ALCS, okay? You're here to get us over the top here. Okay, uh, when, when Budenholzer was fired, listen, this team was the number one seed in the NBA. They were beat. Uh, yes, they had some injuries, 
but they were beat by the eight seed. That is very rare. You very rarely see that. This is the second time in my life, about 30 years of watching the NBA here, uh, that I've seen that happen. I know that the Mavericks were uh, put out by the Golden State Warriors one year as a one and an eight. But anyways, this team had won a championship back in, in 21. Uh, there, there was some fear that maybe Giannis would, would, would bolt towards free agency coming up pretty soon. Uh, the Damon Lillard, I thought this probably would be the best landing spot with the one-two punch there of Lillard, a very hungry player, wanting to get a championship, superstar caliber player in his 30s. Uh, he's ready to win now as well. The organization's ready to win big now as well with Giannis. When you go from first to 27th, and you're still, uh, what is it, January. By the way, here's a flashback for you. When the stakes are high like this, big things happen. Big things happen quickly. For example, David Blatt back in January of 2016, folks. Remember that? Eight years ago, David Black back in, uh, that was a Cavaliers head coach there, uh, could not get on the right page. With the Cavaliers, LeBron had his issues in the playoffs with Flat. Uh, in the uh, in the previous season, there, remember he's saying, "Well, I want to take the last shot," and uh, it was drawn up for him not to take the last shot. So he ends up they they drew up the play for him to take the last shot. That was in 15 playoffs against the Bulls. Fast forward to the next season, still has some problems. They weren't terrible. They weren't terrible, but not playing up to par. The team had Kevin Love, made the big trade there, had Kyrie Irving. So David Blatt fired in January, uh, only like a year or so into the job. Then you go out and get uh, Ty Lue was an assistant coach. Ty Lue, much more assertive coach here uh, with the players, including LeBron James, asking the players to get back on defense not messing around. We know what happened that year. They went on and beat the Golden State Warriors in seven games and win the championship. So this guy, like I said, defense falls off uh, with the expectations. Uh, Offense was pretty good. The offense is pretty good. But that being said, a lot of that was on talent. The games that I have watched of Damon Lillard and uh, Giannis together, it's still you score, I score. You don't want to have that – Uh, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant type of uh, deal there. You want to have a good fluid offense, okay? So, and of course, the stupidest thing I read about this all day was that they wanted to go out and hire Doc Rivers. Well, you should go ahead and bring back Mike Budenholzer if you want another uh, coach uh, to choke away success here. Uh, Doc Rivers fired last two jobs here. Uh, L.A. Clippers, and then the Philadelphia 76ers here, uh, underachieving there with uh, with uh, with both teams, essentially. He's got some success back in 08. Kind of found uh, lightning in, in a, in a, in a uh, bottle there, if, if you want to say that, with that Boston Celtics team. Won a championship. His team's had a tendency of blowing, uh, you know, 3-1 leads, uh, more than any coach I've ever heard of. I, I just would not take Dot Rivers with this particular team. Kenny Atkinson, uh, make sure I got his name right, so I'm not, so I'm not blowing this guy's name. Uh, yeah, Kenny Atkinson was uh, he's an assistant coach there of the Golden State Warriors. He's been interviewed. He's been listed as an assistant. And listen, folks, I actually threw up the name of a uh, Jeff Van Gundy. He was fired from ESPN last year. He's taken a consultant job with the Boston Celtics. Uh, there were some rumors that he wanted to maybe get back in coaching. He's only 62. Uh, God, this guy was coaching in his 40s. Big coaching for a long time back in 99 with the Knicks here. Got them to the finals. Uh, so Chris Hayes here of uh, TNT Pretty good reporter saying uh, that Jeff Van Gundy is a guy with Nate McMillan. Now, McMillan was a the coach there of uh, Atlanta. Now, Jeff Van Gundy would be a good hire. Old school guy. Wants the guys to get back on defense. Somebody like him. Mark Jackson's name's been thrown up. 
I've also thought Mark Jackson would be a decent. Uh, he got that Golden State team to play defense. You throw up him. Uh, you you you, um, you throw up a Mark Jackson. Uh, you throw out a Jeff Van Gundy. Here's a wild card that I've been talking about for a while now. Now Celtic fans don't want to hear this, but possibly a Sam Cassell uh, assistant there with the Celtics. Nobody's mentioned that. I'm just throwing that as my personal. Uh, just seeing that little video of him working with James Harden uh, when he was an assistant coach with the uh, 76ers here. It's different when you're assistant versus a head coach, you know. It's the same thing when, I, when I'm going to have Rich Ferris come over here in, uh, here in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Titans, you know, hired an offensive-minded head coach. When you have a, you're just an offensive coordinator, and th- there's certain plays here that are aggressive that maybe the defensive-minded head coach do not want to call in certain aspects of the game, okay? But the offensive guy does want to call, but the defensive uh, guy does not want to call. Well, if the defensive-minded guy is the head coach, he's your boss, so you got to do what he says, right? So um, same thing here in in basketball. So – I would definitely like to see a Jeff Van Gundy back in the NBA. That would be awesome. I would not. that The fans would revolt for that. How stupid can you be to hire a guy like Doc Rivers? Uh, he would be the last one. Uh, my first one would be Jeff Van Gundy. Then maybe a Kenny Atkinson. Then maybe a Mark Jackson. Somebody like that of that nature. But when you make something midseason like this, uh, you really got to have your ducks in a row. You got to have your ducks in a row if you are the um, Milwaukee Bucks. So again, it's not a complete failure uh, for 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 formation. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To Sam Cassell, I want to say he's got three rings: two with the uh, two two with the uh, uh, Houston uh, Rockets there, and and one with with the Boston. Celtics there, because uh, Sell, Sell's a good coach, man. Uh, really good player, good coach there. Uh, been an assistant, I want to say, since 2008, 2009. So he's got quite a few years under his belt here as an assistant. He, he's not a guy that just walked out of being a player on, on to being a head coach here. So uh, that that is an interesting story, especially when you got the star power of Giannis and a Damian Lillard on that particular team. Uh, really caught me off guard there, firing Adrian Griffin. Listen, but hey, Milwaukee, they're not resting on their laurels. Uh, they want to win, so I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, they're still in the playoff hunt right now, uh, but but they want to beat Boston. You know, they want to beat Boston, and, and they want to beat Denver in the West. But listen, I mean, even with their record, they, they were blown out by teams like Houston and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh, – I can understand – I can understand what the um, what the moves was made for. If you just look at the headline, you think the Bucks are crazy. But if you got to have everything in proper context, you say, okay, that's why they did what they did. Just like here in Nashville, I mean, you look at uh, Mike Vrabel as the coach here. He had a winning record. I mean – Overall, as a coach, but you look at the last two years, you look at the trends of the league, and you could kind of understand why the ownership made the move that they did. Uh, these coaches are well, well compensated, uh, especially in the NFL, but NBA too. They're really well compensated. Uh, they know the business that they're in. You know, it, it, it's it's very uh, unstable at times, but you're 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 compensated so much you can take a year or two or three off, and still be A-OK. All right. Now, uh, listen, you know, everybody's talking about Dan Campbell. I like Dan Campbell. Uh, he, he or, Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he grew on me there as a um, – he, he grew on me as uh, uh, a coach there. He had a terrible uh, – talk about the Lions head coach there. He had a terrible opening – press conference talking about biting kneecaps off, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, uh, real wild. This sounds like, man, this guy's going to be a knucklehead. They're going to be uh, just as bad as as Matt Patricia, you know. 
But the truth of the matter is the uh, team played well, uh, made some really good moves, put some talented players around him. Uh, but listen, this guy, Brad Holmes, uh, just general manager here, uh, a lot of that has – you can ask some of the best coaches out there that's been fired over the years. Bill Belichick, okay. Herb Edwards. Herb Edwards is really doing well with, with the Jets. You know, great defense, hardly any penalties, you know. And he said, you know, when, when you lose your when you lose your quarterback here, um, all this motivational speech goes by the wayside when we're five and eleven back in them days when he only had sixteen games. So you know, Brad Holmes here, uh, this guy, he's came here in twenty one, right? Uh, he took over a five and eleven team as the general manager, and you know, immediately they 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 make the move. In 21, get Panay Sewell there from Oregon. Been a starter ever since there. Moved him on side. And then in the fourth round, get USC's Alamon St. Brown. He's your leading receiver there. And, you know, then you fast forward. Then you fast forward to, excuse me, was it um, in 21, actually? In 21, yeah, yeah. In 21, then you get the 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 Matt's, the uh, the Jerry Goff trade. A lot of people thought, well, you know, uh, Matt Jerry Goff, the Rams didn't want him, couldn't win the Super Bowl, gonna be a bad trade. But listen, folks, they the Lions got Jerry Goff. They got the third round pick. They got the 2022nd uh, first round pick and the 2023rd first round pick, and the the picks here. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you got Jamison Williams. Uh, uh, that was their pick. That was the Rams pick. Not to mention the fact that with with uh, going in that 2022 draft here, you got golf. We got that part out of the way, right? They got Jamison Williams here, Aiden Hutchison in that same draft, Kirby Joseph. These guys are all playing. And that was in 2022, right? Then you then you flip over to this past year's draft. These players are making a plays like nobody's business in in the playoffs here. Rookies, rookies here. Jabbar Gibbs. I was one of those people. I thought, man, I don't know, twelve pick overall running back. You really need help on that defense. Defense is getting torched, and you know the way they saw it, the guy would not be on the board with their 18th pick. So they went on and got Jamar Gibbs, great all-purpose player out of Alabama. Guy um, was uh, one of the first ever rookie to get a go-ahead touchdown in the divisional round. I don't know where the NFL comes up with all these stats, but it happened. It, I read that off of NFL.com today with Jamar Gibbs. And then they turn around and get Jack Campbell, uh, linebacker out of Iowa. This guy starts every game, started every game. And Sam Laporta, they got Sam Laporta here, uh, tied in out of Iowa in the second round. This is back in back in April, right? Let's rewind to the 2022 trade deadline. TJ Hawkinson, this was one of the boldest moves out there, Pickles. They turn around and trade TJ. They're leading uh, who was coming up on a contract here? T.J. Hawkinson, uh, star tight end, drafted really high by the former regime there, uh, the former general manager uh, and coaching staff here, to a in-division rival that's unheard of, especially for a team, for a player that is in his prime, T.J. Hawkinson. At the time, I said, man, if this guy kills you in a big playoff game, the fans will never, ever let this down. And what do you know? They went out and said, you know what? We think we can get another tight end in the – we think we can get another tight end in the draft here. And um, who's that guy's name? Brock whatever. Wasn't a bad tight end that they had on the staff. But here's some of NFL research here. Uh, listen to – Listen to Laporta's uh, stats, including uh, listen to Laporta's stats, including the playoffs. This guy's got this guy's got wide star wide receiver stats. 
the port of this season, including the playoffs, 98 catches, 960 yards, 11 touchdowns. Those are big wide receiver uh, uh, type of numbers. Again, Sam Laporta would be rookie of the year if Puka Nakua didn't destroy the league this year uh, with, with the Rams here. So you, you look at him, then you, you compare him to a guy like George Kittle. At one time, I thought maybe George Kittle was number two in the league behind Travis Kelce. George Kittle here with the 49ers, 69 catches, uh, 1,100 yards, just seven touchdowns here. I mean, we're talking practically a 30-catch difference here. Now, of course, Kittle's got more yards, but Laporta's got four touchdowns more. Laporta was a um, Laporta was a uh, a rookie, man. So we're talking big, big play, big production here. You don't hit that. I don't care how high you draft, okay? It's very rare, very rare to hit that many home runs in just one draft. Okay, Jabari Gibbs, Jack Campbell, uh, Sam Laporta. I'm not even finished with last year's draft. All done by Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions. Brian Pranch got a safety uh, uh, sack here. Opening week interception against the Kansas City Chiefs. These are uh, safety out of Alabama. Second round pick here. Second round pick here. Uh, just a well of a player. Just an absolute well. And, of course, they got Hendon Hooker in the third round. Uh, not sure how he's going to – he was coming back out of injury here. So you start to put all these players together, and you're putting them with uh, like an Aiden Hutchinson here out of the 2022 draft. All these players, him and Jamison Williams out of Alabama, uh, Kirby Joseph, still on rookie contracts. But Sam Laporta, Jabari Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Brian Branch here, all on rookie contracts, you know. So you, you, you've got a guy like Jared Goff who thought, some may thought, man, this may be a throwaway player. He's making a decent salary here, just under $30 million. Uh, depends on what you look at, what, which uh, site you look at, 30, 31 million, which now is considered middle class here. Uh, when it comes to quarterback salaries, you got a lot of quarterbacks now making 45, 50 plus million. Uh, when you start getting into the Lamar Jacksons, your Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen salaries, even uh, Russell Wilson's going to balloon up like that as well here. Uh, I would try to keep golf at a reasonable price here, because I don't know what they have with, with Hendon Hooker. But this is all Brad Holmes. I mean, you got to give this guy some credit like nobody's business making these moves. I thought it would be – I thought it would be a pretty good trade when they traded Matt Stafford uh, for Jared Goff in those picks, in those picks. And, you know, something looking back on it, it really turned into a win-win situation. If you look at what – Detroit has done with those picks, okay? You look at what Detroit has done with those picks and the fact that Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl. Wins a Super Bowl with the uh, L.A. Rams. He even actually gets another. That was a one of the best win-win trades I've read about in a very long time, you know? And again, hey, I don't know how much he was involved, but when, when stuff like this is made, you usually – uh, you look someone to praise or give the blame to Brad Holmes all day. I don't know if he was involved with hiring Dan Campbell. I don't know how much the organization was involved there, but you've got him, you've got Dan Campbell. And look, Dan Campbell, he's put together a great staff here. This offensive coordinator, I think his name is Ben Johnson, been the hottest name, not named Jim Harbaugh, in the talks here, and you throw in Bill Belichick, of course. Belichick's pretty close to retirement. He's in the 70s. Um, you, you, you look at that, uh, you know, I don't know. They just hit a lot of home runs here. Uh, uh, this guy, going back to Johnson, he's got two offers that are on the table ready for him to be signed. And one of them, I think, is uh, – uh, two NFL offers. I don't know if I didn't uh, actually get the actual uh, names of these particular teams, but I'll say this. 
the Falcons, uh, um, the, the Commanders and the Falcons, Tom Plesrio of the NFL Network said the, the Commanders and the Falcons are both expected uh, to send contingent to Detroit next week to conduct second interviews with OC Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. Uh, I, I, what, I misread that, but it looked like that they were uh, potentially going to be able to bring him in. So, uh, anyways, got Rich back behind the stage five minutes early. Very excited about this news, but kudos to Brad Holmes, man. You got to give management uh, a, a big heads up there. He's killing it in Detroit. He's one of the guys that put all that thing together uh, and turned that thing around. What's going on, uh, Rich? There you are. I'm sorry, I almost didn't click you <laughs> here. I'm pretty excited about this hire here with Brian Callahan, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, do want to get your initial thoughts. We, we know what you said last week that you thought you would hope that he would be the guy. And yeah. What's your what's your initial reaction, man? Well, I think it's good on the Titans for going and getting their guy since yeah. they're. You know, still a lot of candidates out there available and uh, didn't miss out on who, you know, they wanted to get. He had two interviews lined up to, um, you know, go to, and they essentially said, no, you're not leaving, and uh, let's get a deal done, and, and they got a deal done, and and uh, I think they're going to officially announce tomorrow the, the actual uh, hiring, but... Um, yeah, I think it's good on them to uh, get the the top candidate that they that they wanted. Did you think he was number one? You didn't think anybody else was ahead of him, Bobby Slowick, or or I mentioned uh, Johnson out of, out of Detroit. I think Ben Johnson had a good chance. Uh, they haven't even gotten a got a chance to interview Bobby Slowick yet because okay. uh, he's because of the playoffs and um, and I think I mean obviously they're eliminated now, but um, yeah. I don't think he interviewed at all with them, or, or maybe he did virtually. But um, on the second round, he uh, they only did him and uh, only did Brian Callahan and, and Thomas Brown, uh, the OC at the, of the Panthers, who yes. I wouldn't count out as being hired here uh, as the OC. By the way, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. I think it's very possible that uh, the reason for that second interview well, it was two two reasons. I think to uh, to um, comply with the Rooney rule that the NFL yeah. has and to possibly see if, you know, they could uh, bring him in like they did Matt LaFleur and his uh, um, time here in Tennessee when Mike Vrabel was first hired to maybe come in as an OC and then, um, and then, you know, maybe get, get a head job. coaching job next year. Yeah. Cool. Beans. What, what was your reaction with all these rumors of bringing in Dan Quinn? Now. Well, they interviewed Dan Quinn. Um, you know, I, I thought maybe uh, when they – I think he was in the mix during the Ken Wisenhunt hiring. And at okay. that time, I thought Dan Quinn would would have been a good choice because uh, he went on to have some success in Atlanta, went to a Super Bowl, yeah. uh, and then back to Seattle. Or, or And then to uh, – or maybe not Seattle. He went to the Wait, Cowboys. Yeah. So um, he's a good coach. I don't know um, – I don't know if he would have been the, the guy that they're really wanting. Yeah. Obviously not. Uh, I think they, they, they wanted to go to an offensive guy and that's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was relieved, man. I tell you, I mean, when, when you, when you fire a guy that is good a coach as Vrabel was, that was defensive sided, then you get a guy like a Dan Quinn and a lot, a lot of people saying, well, the reason why he got to that Super Bowl is because he had Kyle Shanahan as the OC back in them days. Then when after Shanahan left, year one, year two, that team started getting perpetually worse. Plus, mm -hmm. you know, Matt Ryan was getting a little older. Uh, Julio Jones was getting older. So why do you think that uh, this would be a better hire than a Bobby Slowick? You think maybe Slowick's still a little young? Yeah, uh, I think he's still a little green. Um, a little green, yeah. There you go. Better. You know, I, I think uh, I think with Callahan, he's. I mean, he's grown up in football. His dad's the offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns. Who uh, I would not. Uh, I would. I would expect to to him to come over to the Titans, uh, yeah. and and be the offensive line coach. I think there would have to work out some kind of permission for them to do that, or he would have to get hired in a higher role than what he is there. Uh, yeah. But. I would expect that uh, 
that he would be a part of this team as well. Uh, but anyways, you know, they, they've all played football. His entire family has been in football and, uh, his, his dad, like I said, is the offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns and, uh, you know, is one of the best offensive lines in the league. And so uh, I think, you know, getting him on board is, uh, is, is pretty crucial considering how bad the offensive line has been here for the last couple of years. Man, right? You know, I was just talking about that yesterday. Look at the injuries that the Browns had. Left tackle out for the season. Right tackle out for the season. And they still found a way to block up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Callahan, do you think the the Browns would let him uh, move on to Tennessee since he's still under contract? Uh, like I said, they, you know, they would have to request permission for him to, to come aboard and they would have yeah. to grant that, or they would have to hire him in a higher role. I don't think that they're necessarily looking at making him an offensive coordinator, but, um, Maybe I think there's some ways around it. Yeah. Um, but you would kind of hope in a way that, all right, your, your son's the first time head coach and, you know, Bill Callahan's probably in the later years of his coaching career too, he'd probably want to end his coaching career with his son. So you would think maybe they have some kind of a, you know, heart for it. If that's what they wanted to do to just give him that permission, but they don't necessarily have to, I mean, they're wanting to, you know, keep that offensive line just, you know, they're competitive too. You know, they don't want to lose a great coach and, and, and affect them winning games. So um, and you know, of course, Jimmy Haslam's kind of running the ship there, so you yeah. never know how he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, he uh, is a competitive old man, ain't he? Yeah. So you know, maybe they will. Uh, maybe it'll be an easy, easy, uh, you know, thing for him to come over and, and be a part of the Titan staff, or maybe they they won't let him, and and that may, um, you know, may have to look at another other candidates. Which uh, interesting is as Mike Munchak has thrown his name out there. Uh, saying saying that he would be willing to uh, come play, you know, co- coach football here, and I think maybe still lives in the area or something. But wow. um, that would be, you know, I think that you know they they could they they could definitely have a few candidates out there that that are that are good coaches if they wanted them. Okay, now you're talking the, the former head coach for the Titans for a, is that the same Mike Munchak, former yep. offensive line coach? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. what? Why did he leave Pittsburgh? Do, do you know anything about that? I, I, that's a great name right there. Uh, I, um, did he go to Denver after Pittsburgh? Well, I, think, or? I think he 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 was an offensive line coach for Pittsburgh for a while. Yeah, and then he, he went retired. to Denver, and then um, oh, Denver. Okay, too. I, I don't know what happened after that, other than yeah. you know, obviously Denver's changed their coaching uh, staff a couple times recently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that I tell you what, that's a great name. You know, um, Mike Golick from Mike and Mike, remember that those two guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was really high on Munchak as a player. And oh, he's a Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he's a he said a, you can uh, never outstanding tell player. Run or pass, Richard. The way he lined <laughs> up, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he was a great coach here, too. I mean, uh, he was, wasn't he? Gosh, I mean, during the during that era, I mean, you you never seen a bad offensive line during that era that he was here. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that's true. I mean, if you guys think about it, uh, some of the audience here that's watched the Titans since they first became the Titans, the Bruce Matthews of the world. Wouldn't they have Runyon here at one time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys played really well, and he, he was just a really good coach here. Munchak would be a home run. Callahan's realized is one of the best line coaches. Remember, he was the Raiders head coach back in the mm-hmm. He's not really head coaching material. He don't have the person. No, I don't think he's looking to do that either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously age. they're looking to. He's looking to team up with his son here in Tennessee. Yeah. So, um, you know, the coach offensive line, which would you know is the like I said the biggest need of the biggest uh, at least on the team that needs the biggest attention is yeah. that. So you know, and they get the seventh overall pick right now, and uh, yeah. I would expect them to use that on some offensive line, uh, but. We'll see. Do you think it's will affect the team? If he's not, I, I know it's Torrid Davenport. He thinks that they'll tag uh, T. Higgins. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, uh, supposedly, is going to be available. What about maybe a Jonah Williams? He's going to yeah, be available. It would be interesting to see what kind of uh, free agents that. from, you know, from from Cincinnati, you know, would come over. Uh, 
you know, we'll see. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I would love to see T-, T Higgins, you know, back here in Tennessee. Oh yeah. And, uh, I think he should have been drafted by the Titans during that, uh, 2020 draft. Uh, but they decided to draft Isaiah Wilson instead, you know? So, um, <laughs> You had to remind me. <laughs> you know, I think I've mentioned that before. And I oh, mean, hey, if hey, they would have drafted him in that in yeah. that place, they would have had you know Corey Davis, T. Higgins, and AJ Brown on the same Woo! team, uh, and Julio Jones at, at some point. So you know, uh, yeah, you, you swing and miss them at, at sometimes, but uh, that was a huge miss. And uh, but it would be nice to see T. come back, and uh, you know he's from Tennessee to to play nice here, deal, right? They have the money to pay him, uh, so you know we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, you, you've got Will Levis on a on a rookie contract. There, uh, I'm okay with overwhelming a rookie with talent. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I tell you, what about Callahan that stuck out with you more than the other guys? Anything particular? I think uh, you know we're in this age of NFL head coachings that are there people that are so, you know young and and doesn't have a lot of experience and he's had quite a bit of experience he's been in one place for a while and has uh i heard nothing but great things from uh players and and coaches and uh Mm -hmm. you know he's he's been around really good quarterbacks he's coached uh uh, peyton manning he's coached um matthew stafford and uh uh, Derek carr i mean who's not as big as those two names but you know a, a solid quarterback in the league and um you know uh, I remember reading something where when uh, Peyton Manning was in Denver and uh-huh. they were changing some staff uh, that he went, uh, you know, above and beyond to make sure that Callahan stayed there and mm-hmm. was his quarterback's coach or, or something like, or on the offensive staff. So that, that speaks volumes uh, considering it's coming from him. You know, something that really got me and I was talking about this yesterday, but I didn't have his name. I wanted to look up the name to make sure the aggressive, play calling with Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Burrow went down, I said, okay, this team is done. Well, yeah. Cincinnati's got a winning – they had a winning record. They just happened to be in the best division in football in the AFC. Yeah. Nobody had a losing yeah. record. Remember here at the Titans when, when McNair went down, they put Billy Bullock. Remember that yeah. name? Yeah. We got Billy very Bullock. conservative <laughs> with, the play- yeah. <laughs> with Billy Bullock. But not, yeah, um, not Bill Callahan. Or uh, uh, yeah, Brian Callahan, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, what he brings from from offensive side, you know, and and to see them not, I mean, they did miss a beat because they they had you know Joe Burrow, one of the best quarterbacks, go well, down. Yeah, but I, but uh, you know, uh, the, they were efficient and they scored points and they won some games, and you know, that just shows how you know. Well, they they one had a guy that was a backup that was able to run the offense, and yeah. two that they were able to coach and prepare and 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 do things uh, to win games. And so that's yeah. credit to him and and uh, and that staff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, me too, man. And, and you know, when I when I when I saw that name pop up, I thought, you know, the Jake Browning pickle says, yeah, they had a huge O line, so. Like I've been saying for months, maybe the past two years on this program, that offensive-minded head coaches value the quarterback position more. They value the offensive line more. Uh, they don't wait till there's a disaster on the offensive line to 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 they they get a step ahead of it. You know, you saw Sean McVay; he, he gets a step. He moves off of Jared Goff. You know, mm-hmm. Luke Cal Shanahan. They said, "Listen, this Trey Lance kid, he's not going to make it." But look. This this uh, Mister Irrelevant here, Brock Pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think you know they have a. They, other words, they're not into this. Let's run the ball, stop the run, play field position type of mindset. They're in an attack mode. Continue yeah, because they realize that's the way to go. You know. Yeah, and that's a huge reason why I think uh, they decided to go offensive head coach. Yeah. Uh, he did. Uh, it was mentioned that he will be pl- uh, calling the plays here in Tennessee. Nice. Um, and so, um, I think that was a big, uh, check mark that they were looking for is to find somebody with a, a new approach to the offense, a very modern offense. 
not to necessarily say that Mike Vrabel didn't have a modern offense. It just was, it just was stale. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, a lot of people want to point to, you know, Derrick Henry and, and making the offense revolve around him, you know, which is, you know, interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Derrick Henry will be back, but I think that if, you know, the same offense that, that the Bengals run is, is coming to here, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing um, if Derrick Henry came back uh, because yeah. the way that they run Joe Mixon. So, um, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily not a fit for Derrick Henry. However, I, I still think they're moving on because I think just mutually uh, Derrick's looking to kind of find a, a team that's ready to, you know, win a Super Bowl, and I don't think the Titans are going to be there next year. And he, he might not be sold on that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, hey, listen, Detroit didn't make the playoffs last year. You know, they're in the NFC Championship game. You never know from year to year. You know? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the biggest example is obviously Houston this year. I mean, yeah. you, nobody expected them to win more than probably five or six games. and <laughs> They're in the divisional round of the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week I thought they would upset the Ravens, but that didn't happen. But, um, yeah. you know, they, it it just shows how you you hit good on a quarterback and some pieces that you know and some good coaching and, and everything you're you're gonna go far in this league so yeah I think Will Levis is is gonna get you know with this kind of coach and and uh, probably a really good offensive coaching staff that he's gonna get every chance to be that franchise quarterback that um, you hope that he is as a Titans fan. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Listen, hey, they had, they had, they had Baltimore on the ropes for the half. Uh, they were 47 yard field goal missing. Baltimore settled in. They, I think that long layoff hurt Baltimore just like it hurt the 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 49ers. Both of them recovered. Obviously, Baltimore mm. really talented team. But man, I was reading Houston. Houston's got a lot of money too next year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah, and and they, uh, I mean, they're just cashing in all of those coins that they got from Deshaun Watson um, <laughs> with those draft picks and and just uh, you know unloading that money off their books. Uh, they really, I mean, they got and they got a stud of a head coach. D'Amico yeah. Ryan's is is a really good coach, and um, they're just going to be even better next year. And uh, which isn't the best news for for Titans fans. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, Jacksonville, they moved off their coordinator. So now you've got Trevor Lawrence, you've got C.J. Stroud. I don't know about Richardson, but you can see they got a really talented team there. They were really close yeah. there. They beat the Ravens this year. <laughs> the yeah. yeah, the Colts have, uh, Colts have been a, a, a tr- intriguing uh, this year. Yeah, you know, Anthony Richardson started getting his strides, starting to look pretty – you know, pretty settled in as a rookie, and then he, you know, uh, does something to his shoulder uh, and is yeah. out for the season during the Titans game when they were in Indy. And, um, you know, they have Gardner Minshew come in and just, you know, not do, you know, not be terrible, and, and they end up being in the mix to, to win the division. And so right. I think that they are in a kind of a weird spot, but I think they have a good head coach, and I think that Anthony Richardson will you know, make some strides. I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to be as good as C.J. Stroud, but um, yeah. I think Anthony Richardson will be pretty good. Do you think Stroud? Uh, do you think he'll pass up Lawrence? Uh, I don't think the- I don't think Trevor Lawrence is an elite quarterback, anyways. I don't okay. think that he's everything that people say. You know, I, I think Jacksonville's been very uh, kind of in the middle of the road. I don't <laughs> think that they're really that great of a team. Yeah, uh, and it showed this year. It showed last year. Like they have all these this talent, and so yeah. what you know, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint. You know, outside of injuries and um, just maybe just some bad coaching and, and decisions, but you know, Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over a lot, and um, yeah, you know their their offensive line has been you know not the best. I mean, they like I said, they have pieces, but uh, you know they barely won the division last year. They lost it this year. So I don't I don't think the Jaguars should be put on this pedestal that they've been on for the last you know year and a half. Yeah, well that was a big comeback against the Chargers, but now we look at how bad this Charger team was mm-hmm. coached uh, with Jim Harbaugh uh, looking to get his second interview with the Chargers. 
why would you think that Harbaugh wouldn't work with with the Titans? I just think it was control. Uh, they they you know they weren't even they didn't even reach out to him. Yeah. They didn't reach out to Belichick because I think there it'd be in the same boat as where Mike Vrabel was. That you know those those coaches want to have a lot of say and control of of things, and 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 the Titans wanted more of a collaborative uh, approach and and more of a yeah. um, you know Rand Carthon I think you know making the decisions. And so, uh, you know, therefore that, that just wouldn't work here. And that's why Mike Rabel's not here any, any longer yeah. uh, because they didn't want to have somebody come in, just want to have all the say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some, I, I tell people, and, and I know he's in his second interview. Uh, I was reading today. He's air quote close. Maybe what, what, what is it? What's so, what, what's the hold up? I'm thinking they're probably trying to work on finances and everything and maybe a staff. But if you're on a five-year plan, you probably won't get Harbaugh. He runs hot everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 an outstanding coach, and yeah. um, I think that uh, I think that if he goes to the Chargers, I mean, they're they're going to thrive, especially with already having a, a pretty elite quarterback. Uh, so he and I think that's just a good fit all around for both sides. Yeah, yeah, short term, he can bring in some talent. The talent's already there. He don't have to bring in much talent. Even if he wants control, you can give him control. He'll do good early, like Jimmy mm-hmm. Johnson did. He did great five years, of course, then he left. But after that, you could see uh, possibly with guys like Pete Carroll, because you're that much more removed from the college game, mm-hmm. I can see it not working out long term. And plus, you know, like I said earlier, I mean, Jim Harbaugh runs hot. I'm like you. The control thing would have been an issue, probably with Harbaugh. Of course, Belichick. I think he's just chasing. Uh, he's chasing that Don Shula, fifteen more wins short. Uh, he's getting the second interview with Atlanta, but then again, I hear Atlanta's reaching out to other people, so I, I don't know. Maybe it'd be interesting to see what happens with him. And I know that yeah, that is a you know a thing of a goal of his the past uh, Shula. Past um, Shula, yeah, and. Um, but yeah, I think I think what the the issue is, and and we'll probably see a lot of hires here in the next day or two uh-huh. for two reasons. I think you know one, there's a lot of coaches that's now more available to do these interviews now that there's only uh, four teams remaining in yeah. the playoffs, and so uh, that's one. I think two, you know, they have to comply with the Rooney Rule and 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 yeah. those rules, so they're having to you know interview minority coaches and, and all that, that could, you know, be some challenges and, and scheduling. And then, uh, I think another reason why I think a lot of people will start hiring is because you have the senior bowl right around the corner. Um, that's coming up, I believe next weekend. And, uh, yeah, um, it's so weekend before the super bowl, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they'll probably want to get some coaching staff in place to go down there to, to the senior bowl. And yeah. so I think here in the next 24, 48 hours, we're going to see a few hirings and, uh, and um, you know, maybe we'll know about Harbaugh, Belichick, and yeah. some of these other uh, higher uh, profile candidates. Do you think maybe that Buffalo feels like, you know, I just talked about a basketball store, Adrian, uh, was Adrian Griffin, the Bucks fired their coach. <laughs> he's, just, he's not even coach. He's not even done through one season, but the bar is really high. Do you yeah. think maybe the Bills may fire Sean McDermott? I don't know. I don't think they should. I do think that their this window that they've had is is going to be closing. Their this window's getting small, after, ain't it, Rich? Well, they're they're way over the cap, and yeah. they have a lot of free agents, and they're not going to be able to resign, resign, or sign a lot of people. They're going to have to cut. I think they're like fifty something million over the cap yeah. going into the season. So, Von Miller, that's going to be a major a haul of a roster. So, I think that their win, their Super Bowl window with their current you know group of, of talented guys is is done after this or or done now because they're out. Uh, just unfortunate they just had a kick that didn't go their way, and yeah. um, you know, <laughs> um, they had Don't the wide right again. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wide right, wide left, yeah. And also, it was windy up there, though, you know? And yeah. I was glad it didn't go through. I don't think they would have had a shot in the dark against the Ravens, man, with those injuries on that on defense for Buffalo. I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, I think uh, 
I think the Bills or the Chiefs have a really good chance of beating the Ravens. So who you really? Well, I tell yeah. you what, if anybody can do it, Spagnato and that defense can hold that Ravens deep offense down and maybe uh Andy Reid, he's gonna have to play his best game. I, I don't know. Ravens are really good. Well the 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 Chiefs offense, uh, they can't have any mishaps. They can't have a uh <laughs> uh a, a, a Valdez Scantling drop a pass. Yeah. You know, they they have to be perfect. Well, he made some big touches last week though, didn't he? Uh, yeah, so I mean, but you know, they can't have a, a, a Kadarius Tony setting up offsides, you know, or they just, they, they have to be perfect to beat them, but I think they have a good chance. I mean, Patrick Mahomes alone is you put him in the playoffs. I mean, I think he's only one. I mean, he's only lost like one game or something like that in they the playoffs. Six consecutive uh, AFC championship games, too short of the Patriots. They're second yeah. all time. I mean, if you're in Kansas city, I was just telling, telling my dad about this the other day. Uh, I mean, look at the local bars there, restaurant. I mean, they they've got to be making a fortune. Over oh, and it's a great atmosphere there. You know, yeah. they have a really cool area called Power and Light that has a oh, lot of cool there. bars. Oh yeah. yeah, they have a lot of cool bars and stuff. The stadium's out, a little bit outside the city. It's it's kind of in the like uh, middle of nowhere, really, right yeah. before you get into the city. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is cool because it, it's a massive parking lot, a massive, and the, the right Kansas City Royal Stadium is right next door, yeah. so yeah. they have a dual uh, parking lot, and it's just yeah. a massive tailgate space that they do a yeah. really good job with, and so uh, really cool atmosphere there. That that stadium is, is awesome too, um, and they those fans are, are, are you know passionate and as good as yeah. as it gets. It's probably. That 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 playoff atmosphere in Kansas City is about the closest to a college atmosphere as you're going to get in the is NFL. Right? Same Man. thing with Baltimore; they have a really good atmosphere too, um, especially in the playoffs, and that's where they're going to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I think it's going to be a damn good game. <laughs> hey, so you. Uh... You're right. I mean, I haven't made my mind. I'll have to look and see. I know Marlon Humphrey didn't play last week for the Ravens. Yeah. That's, that's a big play there when you're going against a guy like a Josh Allen. Uh, I don't know, like, Ru- uh, I think, what's his name? Rudy, not Rudy Gay, used to play. Uh, Gay, the uh, middle linebacker for Kansas City. Uh, pretty good coverage guy. I don't know if he's going to play. Got ch- It's always some kind of hidden injury. Bob, yeah. on Thursday, you think, oh, well, what happened there? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, I, I don't, I haven't seen any injury reports. I'm not yeah. sure how, who's, who's, who's going to be in and out yet. And we won't know until Friday, anyways. But, um, yeah, I think, I think this is going to be a, a hell of a game. And I think it's going to be yeah. a hell of a game in the NFC, too, with the Lions and, yeah, and, uh, 49ers. That, you know, that's a seven point spread, man. I, I, that's amazing that it's a seven point spread. I don't know if it should be that high. I don't think Especially so. I don't think so. Johnson coming back from, from Detroit. Yeah. And, I I'm yeah. surprised that it's a touchdown difference. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I think they'll play better, but you don't even know if Debo Samuel's gonna play. He's got a yeah, show. That, yeah, that's a huge person to be out if they're, yeah. they're if they're not gonna have him. And that's why I don't think it's gonna be a seven point. I I just don't see that. I think this is going to be. I think both games are going to be really tight. Yeah, battlefield goal, man. I I think the Niners will win that, but I can't guarantee it. I've got to look at the injury report and see. I know Ragnall got hurt. That was the center for mm-hmm. Detroit. It's a great game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of you know before the Titans came here, I was a 49ers fan, so I'm kind of okay. despite Detroit and that story, you know, you kind of want to pull for them, but yeah. you know, me having the the child fandom of the 49ers. I'm kind of hoping that they, they pull it off and win it all. Nice. I definitely don't want an AFC team winning either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my preseason was the Niners uh, and, and Cincinnati, Cincinnati beating the Niners. Obviously I'm going to stick back with the Niners. And here's the thing. Even if say, I think the Ravens will probably win. I'm, as of today, on Tuesday, I can tell you that because I don't know what the injury report is. I think mm-hmm. the Ravens will probably find a way to win. But you look at even if it's Detroit or the 49ers, they both were blown out by the Ravens. I do not think that 
that's going to happen again because they they've got a sense of Lamar's speed. You know, yeah. you know, you know, Lamar's like what eighteen and one or nineteen and one against NFC teams. Oh but, wow! You know, when you play them again, like the Chargers did his rookie year, second year, whatever. I think it's going to be a little bit closer there. Plus, you get two weeks to prepare. I would much yeah. rather see them play the Niners. I think the Niners. Well, the Niners will match up with them. Defense, yeah. their defense against that against Lamar it matches up yeah. way better than the Lions. The Lions. Yes. Defense is, you know, they got a couple of really good players, but as a unit, as a whole, they're just okay. Yeah, I don't think that they're anything they make special. Big mistakes, don't they? The well, and year. yeah, and and you know, Lamar is the type of player that he's gonna he's gonna rattle you because he can just he's just a playmaker, and he especially with his legs that you know if you don't contain him, then he's gonna make plays, and he's gonna just like Patrick Mahomes, and when he's out in the open field, he's hard to bring down. He's hard to he's hard to you know stop short of the first down and he, he just continues to do that and keep drives going. And then, you know, they, they put up points or get field goals and, and it makes a difference. Yeah. A great kicker there. Yeah. He had a hundred yards late. Yeah. Pickles. That was Willie Gay. Uh, middle. Oh yeah. There. Kansas yeah. City. Um, need him back. But when you've got Spagnato there, uh, you know, Chris Jones, you got those two corners. Uh, they're they're pretty good. I mean, Brett Veach yeah. uh, did a good job with Kansas. Yeah, City, the, the Chiefs' defense this year is they're probably the best that they've had in a while. I mean, they they're really really good. Um, yeah. They have some really elite players at certain positions, and uh, but they're as a unit is playing well. And uh, I do think too that they, there's some extra motivation. I think this is probably um, this is probably Andy Reid's last year coaching. Have you heard that too? Uh, yeah, Carlos said that. Yeah, I think I think he's. Uh, possibly retiring after this year. Mm. So there might be some extra motivation for these players to yeah. get one more and, uh, you know, so he can ride out in the sunset. But, uh, you know, if they fall short, you know, it still kind of leaves that, you know, hey, we can we can probably do one more year, but we'll see. Wow. Where have you heard that? Um, I forget where I've, I've just kind of heard some rumblings, but. Yeah. Uh, well, you're the second just kind of Yeah, just kind of thinking through it. Yeah, yeah. You know, his um, you know, he's got one son that's in jail, he had another one that that old deed a few years ago. Um, he's been around for a long time, he's got all his rings, but man, I would try to hang in there and foresee Mahomes is such a special player, maybe foresee oh, his yeah. career all the way through, you know. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Gotta take hey, at that time of year, I have to mute and cough, and I've got water here, I've got Cough drops back there, brother. I, I totally get it. <laughs> Nashville yeah. in January, man. It's raining one day. It's snowing the next. Yeah, it's We're like almost happy. 60 degrees today or tomorrow. And it yeah. was, you know, negative two the other day. And still snow on some areas. Uh, I, I can't wait when winter's over with. So I guess y'all be talking about this on uh, Thursday's Big Rich and Tan, Big Tan and Rich show, right? Yeah, well, uh, you know. Definitely talk about that. Plus, we'll hear from we. I think his uh, press conference might be Thursday. Yeah, so okay. I might be able to you know be there and, and and get some insight on some stuff. And uh, I'll definitely anything you know of note. We'll probably mention that on our show Thursday night. <clears throat> All right, appreciate you coming on, brother. Uh, always a great guest. And and if anything big's happen, I'll probably talk to you at least. I know. If they make a big move, like maybe in free agency coming up in March. Yeah, we're, you know, about a month and a half away from that starting. And uh, they have a lot of money to spend, so they can definitely, uh, you know, buy some pieces there. Yeah. And, you know, they have a lot of, you know, guys that are, there's going to be a lot of turnover on this roster. So they're going to have to sign a lot of guys and obviously the draft. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this roster shapes up with a new head coach. You know what their schemes are going to be like. You know, I I was trying to think of, you know, what kind of um, defense is going to be ran. Is it going to be, you know, the same? Or are they going to have to, you know, overhaul the defense because it's a different scheme? I, ne- um, I never thought about that. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of you know there. I do hear that uh, Wink Martindale is a possible DC oh, candidate. Man, that'd be the best, right? And so yeah, that you know, and I think uh, I'm pretty sure that him and Callahan spent time together in Denver. Oh, um, small world, so, brother. Small yeah, I mean, world. that coaching world is definitely a small world. I mean, everybody knows everybody. Everybody's worked with them or, 
you know, there's probably like three or four big groups that all have intertwined at some point. So yeah. it's definitely a small world. And, and, and especially with uh, Callahan's dad being, in, been in the league for a long time too, and playing yeah. and, and, and coaching. And um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but the, uh, we, uh, Martindale is definitely a, a person, a name to, to kind of watch to maybe come in as a DC here in Tennessee. Woo. A person of interest. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not. He's not wanted by anybody. <laughs> he's not wanted by the TBI, FBI, yeah. Metro Police. <laughs> not that I'm aware of, at least. <laughs> oh, making me cough. Rich Ferris, everybody, from uh, the Titans flagship, 104.5 The Zone, Cumulus Radio. Um, appreciate you coming on, buddy. Have a good night yeah. and stay in touch, man. Will do. Thanks See for having you. me. All right. Thanks, everybody. Um, let me go ahead and wrap up here. Because um, I noticed my, my Instagram just went off. It's one hour. That's it. <laughs> so I got to keep it in one uh, within one hour. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow with Keith Engel uh, from TGI Sports will be on the program. Going to ask him about the Patriots hire of um, – Jared Mayo, and I'm, I'm going to tell him, hey, listen, I would have fired him as soon as he was said those smart remarks at the press conference. But want to get Keith Engel's uh, insight on that. Haven't had Keith on in a while. Going to get his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, suddenly retire. Love Keith Engel. Uh, he's going to be great. Tune in tomorrow, 30 minutes past the hour, here on Sports Scope. Have a good night, everybody. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same place. Going to have a great show. And a great show tonight, too. Thank you, Pickles.